Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello and welcome back to Play the Bay. This episode is sponsored by betonline.ag. The Super Bowl is right around the corner and the Bucks are one step closer. If you are looking to bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. I don't bet, but if I did, I'd do it on betonline.ag. From game spreads to totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, betonline.ag, sign up today. Welcome back, folks. Look at that. Look at at you and those promos, Kaylee. Look at that. Maybe I'll bet. Maybe I will bet. Who knows? One day. (laughs) I invested in stocks this week, and that feels a little bit like gambling. So who knows? Legal gambling. Yes. Well, yeah, it's also an investment, but I say that knowing full well there's a pit in my stomach every time I open that little app and look at how much I spent on stocks. But, <laughs> but I'm just like a frugal person, so that's just me. But we are back, and the Bucks are one step closer. Let's live to see another week. What a game. Song. One little victory. One little victory. One little victory. Was we it? all got colors on. I got the cream sickle. Evan's rocking some red. Can you can you show everybody your shirt? By the way, please. The cream, my, my please, lovely. Please show uh, Just yeah, show us. T- there we go. That's that, I you love should that. Be that. You should be a model. I mean, good, I swear. They don't use that logo anymore, do they? Because I feel like they should. <laughs> the the Bucko Bruce. No, they don't. They should. I wish. I wish they would bring back like the creamsicle jerseys for like one game at least like that would be so so awesome see tom brady in a creamsicle jersey oh mm-hmm. that would be oh, the that's deal I, that's maybe a, they do that next year that's america tom brady is america's ass there you go not captain america <laughs> it's tom brady <laughs> okay that's a fair assessment <laughs> thank you i don't know where to go right now i'm scared on all levels um Tom Brady, America's ass. (laughs) How did you guys celebrate the win? Because, I mean, like, obviously, I don't dislike the Buccaneers, but I'm not, like, a full-fledged super fan of the Buccaneers. So I just – I watched the game, and I was like, oh, good for them. How did you guys celebrate? Did you go out? I stayed home. Uh, I I drank, and I celebrated, and there was a few Twitter – pages that i wanted to go on and go nana nana boo boo stick your head in doo doo uh but i i I refrained from doing that i refrained because i wanted to be professional i didn't want to be one of those 
you know, crazy guys out there. So I celebrated with some jumping and for jumping and joy. And I just kept it. I kept it contained because we, we still have a couple more steps to go. So that's how mm-hmm. my, my night went. Yes. I was Jim. at home. I did the same thing, but I, Hey, I was better. I was better on the, uh, the social media, right? I got out there more. Evan, you guys both saw me, right? I was kind of being a Twitter, Twitter cast guy. You were, I've never seen you on Twitter so much. I was proud of you. It was like Thank a proud you. papa seeing his his child just being on Twitter and just tweeting the hell out of out of your account. I, I was very impressed. It was very. <laughs> I actually I love that you're going to be like the next social influencer. It's well, I know Evan and I talked and we'd seen each other and he was like, you know, we kind of need to when you're watching the game try to remember to do that. So when I was you know watching, I I did some uh, adult beverages as well, celebrated afterwards. But yeah, great game. Unbelievable finish. Fantastic. So let's jump into the game. But before we do, let's bring on our guest, Zach Blobner. He's an iHeartRadio host and co-founder of the new Craft Beer Playbook. Hey, Zach. Thank you. Hey. What's up, buddy? How's it going, y'all? How you doing? Good, man. Good. So we were all talking about how we celebrated the game. How did you celebrate that night beating the, the Saints of New Orleans? Oh man, I had a, a victory cigar. Uh, I had one. Oh, that nice. I, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, honestly I was drinking during the game because I was pretty nervous. Um, <laughs> man, I, just going up and down, you know, quarter to quarter, I just didn't really know what to expect. And uh, I, I promised myself that I was only going to have the stove though if they won. Otherwise, it was going to go back in the humidor. I was going to wait for another reason to smoke it. And uh, fortunately, I was able to. Light that bad boy up, and uh, we're talking football for another week. Are we talking about like a Cohiba? Are we talking about Romeo and Juliet? What are we talking here, Zach? Are we talking Actually, about a Cubano? What are we talking so about? So I, I had it. The one that I had was a diesel, and it was a Ooh. cherry cask dipped one. So oh, wow. I'm on this like weird kick of like cigars that were dipped in some type of uh, bourbon or, or, or some kind of liquor. I have one that was dipped in Grand Marnier that I'm like kind of keeping up. I know. I'm excited about Oof. that one. That's, that's <laughs> the Super Bowl cigar. Right. Is that the that's, Super Bowl? Like, do you have one for next week? That's that's probably the Super Bowl one. Um, I think I have one that's just regular that was dipped in makers, maybe. I have one for next week, but the, the Grand Marnier one is definitely for uh, Super Bowl and bus, no doubt. Don't drive after Not that. that. Oh, my <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into this game because, you know, as we've said, quite a game, um, a lot to talk about here. But the first half, I want to take you guys back to how you felt in the moment um, because that first half looked a lot like week nine, a lot. It started very slow. The offense was not really getting things going. Let's, you know, getting off to a quick start is something that the the Buccaneers have self-identified as an area of improvement, something to work on. It's something we've talked about. They've talked about. And we didn't really see that coming out in the first few drives. Where did you think this game was going once they came out and had one yard of total offense by the time they really kind of got into the game? Jeez. I mean, I don't know about you guys and gals, but I definitely didn't expect four turnovers in the game. So, I mean, clearly hindsight's twenty twenty. but at that point, you know, I'm thinking we're in trouble. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to struggle in this game because all the conversations leading up to, to the playoff game against the Saints was Tom Brady has to be, like, on his A game. Ultimate GOAT status has to be flawless. Like, we're talking, like, 
20 straight completions before a guy drops a pass. Like, we just thought he had to be insanely good Herculean effort type Brady uh, to even have a chance in this game. So, yeah, I was pretty worried early on, um, you know, especially when you, you saw them in some third and short situations and, and Byron was calling, like, deep balls. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we go again. Like, I've seen this story. I know how it plays out. And, uh, you know, fortunately, it didn't go that way. But, I, again, I was mad nervous early on, and I, it lasted most of the game. I, yeah. uh... I, I've got a confession I have to make because I did send a text to these two up 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 uh, above me saying, I think it was in the third quarter that I'm calling it, they're done. And then <laughs> I, wanted retract, that, I, I, I wanted to retract my text after that because after that text happened, we started getting some takeaways, we started mm-hmm. scoring. I'm like, and I told I was like, maybe if I talk bad about them constantly throughout the game. Maybe they'll win, and obviously they won. So thank you, Bucks fans. I did that. I I willed that for you <laughs> with my iron fist. I was nervous the whole game. I, I was when they came out of the gate, even up even to the last few minutes of the game, because yeah. you know it's Drew Brees, it's the Saints. They could pull anything out of their ass to come back and win. I'm not counting the Saints out until that clock goes to zero. So. To say if I was relaxed, hell no, I was never relaxed the whole game. I was drinking like a fiend because I was so nervous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think the, the, the two, the, the plays I think about, and Lutz had the first points. He had two field goals, and there was one drive that was really long, and then there was a short one. But when the defense stood up those both times and stopped them for field goals, I felt leaving the first quarter, I was like, okay, offense, let's 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 get it going. Defense has already stood up twice now when they've had some fairly substantial drives. So I felt leaving the first quarter, I felt a little bit of a momentum swing coming because the defense was already adding fuel to the Bucks to get better. So yeah. I felt good after the first quarter. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good point because, you know, obviously that is something to be proud of when you're going, you know, 6-0 and on a team that has really driven the ball very well when your offense really didn't get off to a great start. But we did see some improvement on the offensive line. Um, obviously, having Ali Marpet back there is a really, really, you know, stable thing for them on that line and really good to have him back. But then you had Aaron Stinney kind of coming in for his first NFL start, playing on the interior with Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs. How do you guys feel that offensive line held up, especially in that first half, but throughout the game as a whole? I'm going to take this one. Did somebody piss in Ryan Jensen's cereal before the game? Because that man. <laughs> he's always like that. Get out. I, no, but he, he was, like but that. Zach, he was extra pissed. He was extra mad that game. I loved it. Seeing so many Twitter Saints fans just, oh, he needs to be tossed out of the game. Oh, he needs to be penalized. It's like you're soft. You're soft just like your team. You got soft fans. Like, that's physical football, and that's the way the Bucks play. And he was just out of his mind, like a man possessed. And Dean, his his dad was like, Don't make my boy angry. Don't make my boy angry. And that's and that's and that's what he played was a man possessed. A man like they needed to yeah. shove it into the Saints' mouth. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna lay down like we did the first two games. But but, but like again, that. I think you expect that pretty much from Jensen, you know, in some way, shape, or form every game. Marpet was tossing dudes around. I, I know. He's got the ukulele. My man is yeah. no like, just not that He was just bomb rushing Saints defenders left and right. And and they're big enough dudes, they, they can get away with it, right? Like, I know the yeah. NFL players, 
But nobody's talking about Lamar, Pat, or Jensen like after the game. Like, they're like, all right, it's cool. We good. I, I just was I was I was very impressed with the offensive line. It was just okay. That's now go. Let's let's do that against the Packers coming up and whoever we yeah. face in, in the Super Bowl. Let's let's keep that going, man. I think it was Anzalone who caught the bad end of just pulling guard plays. And there were a couple times on Twitter where I think it was either I know Jensen was one and Mark yeah. Bell, All you saw was just blonde locks like fading towards the <laughs> in the air. And I just I think I went nuts. I forgot what I said on Twitter. But uh yeah, it was it was a physical game and the Bucks came to play and they knew if they could get the run game going that they're gonna slow the game way down keep the yep. ball out of Breeze's hands, and they could take control of the football game. And they did a great job. Stenny looked great, uh, obviously, for not being with that line uh, and not playing a lot. So he looked great. For, uh, you know, Zach, I got a, I got a question for you. Now, Fournette's yeah. really – and, and F- Kaylee and Fournette go back a long ways. They're, they're besties right now. They're, they're so – you know, they text each other, call each other on a daily. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, he's really kind of – Kind of taking the have you have do you think he's kind of taken the number one spot? I mean, he's is he kind of taken over for Rojo? I know Rojo's been hurting everything, but Fournette's been playing really well. You know, running the ball. I mean, honestly, if they if they go forward to the you know going forward to this game against the Packers, do you think they should give the rock to Fournette to be RB one, or are they going to maybe go for a committee with those two? I mean, I think Fournette's earned the start, right? Like, I think he's earned the the first couple carries. But the I, the best part about this running back tandem right now is they're both so fresh. And I know Rojo's quad right. kind of acted up, and that was so random, right? Like, even Bruce was confused. He's like, yeah, I don't know if he, like, had a weird <laughs> flight, like, seat on the plane or, like, what happened, but all of a sudden his quad was messed up. And I'm like, you're the head coach, man. Like, if you don't know, we definitely don't know. Like, if you can't tell us, like, we don't know. But, you know, he, he, Rojo's looked fresh when he's coming in relief, and it's the same thing Fournette was doing at the beginning of the year. Think about that first Carolina game that came in and just was bum rushing people, even though Rojo set the tone the first couple quarters. I think that their the ability to do that, you know, and, and you know, if they do start Rojo and can flip it back to where Fournette's the, the fresh guy coming in, so be it. But the fact that both guys have their legs underneath them this late in the year, it, it's such a huge advantage to use a rotation. Um, yeah. you know, and I think they'll continue to do that. I really do. Yeah, especially getting out, you're you're catching fire now at the right time, especially with those mm-hmm. two guys, and that's that's phenomenal. That's what I like about it, especially going now. You're in the NFC Championship game. Let's let's get this done. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep my thoughts about Fournette to myself. Oh come on, Katie. <laughs> really what, I need to know. Like, what's, what's the what's the deal? I need to clear a little hint. Okay, to be fair, I'm a Jaguars fan, so me and yeah. Fournette have had a very tumultuous relationship for a few <laughs> years now. <laughs> Um, but I just don't know that he's good for continued success. Like, I think he does have these little periods of time where he does really well. Um, but I don't know that he's going to come in and be the RB one for the rest of the postseason. Should they make it past this week? I don't know that he's going to continue that level of success. And again, I think you have to really throw a lot of credit to this offensive line because he's not a running back. That's going to make something out of nothing, right? Like he's a guy that really needs a strong offensive line. He needs those holes and those routes kind of set up for him a little bit. Whereas Ronald Jones is a guy who can be shiftier. He's more of a pass catcher. He's, you know, and that's kind of why I think that you have these two guys in tandem and they really complement each other in a way that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be who's RB one and who's, who's right in the bench. It's, it's really what can they do to complement each other on that side of the ball. But I, these are really important games. So kudos to Fournette for, you know, showing out during them, but I still don't believe in him as a as a long term running back solution for any team. 
So let me ask you this. If you were to start an offense with one of these running backs next year, would you start your offense with James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, or Ronald Jones? Uh, I'm going to say James Robinson as a homer <laughs> pick. Uh, I, think, I think it's Ronald Jones, uh, given, I guess, this year. I, I, I don't think we've seen James Robinson enough in an offense that's efficient, obviously, but – like Ronald Jones is a guy that can kind of do everything. Like he's a little more of that versatile running back compared to Leonard Fournette. I also think after Leonard Fournette having this kind of season, especially in the postseason, that price tag is going to go up. And I don't know that he's going to be worth a lot more money next year because there's a lot of guys. And I, I hate to say this about anybody because I think everyone brings something unique to the table, but there's a lot of, you know, sturdy, thick running backs that can just run through an offensive line, right? Like there's a lot of guys that can do what Fournette does and maybe guys that can do it for cheaper. So I think right now when you have him kind of on the low on a one-year deal, really great to have, really great to like get relief in when you have Ronald Jones out with injury or you just need a guy to come in and play the second. But uh, yeah, I think Rojo's more of a franchise running back. If I had to It say. is weird how much better Fournette's playing these last couple of weeks because his vision was just like blind man vision the first you know yeah. or i should say the <laughs> second half like no seriously like you go back and watch the film and this man you mentioned an offensive line that plays well like he had holes when he was in there minus yeah. again that second half against carolina but throughout yeah. the, the rest of the year like and he just wasn't hitting them like they were wide open holes he was missing and now like again it's so odd and, and it's great for the bucks obviously it's great for him trying to get a contract somewhere next season it's just really odd how much better he looks the last couple of weeks compared to the last eight weeks of the regular season i was gonna say not only is he running towards a super bowl trophy he's running towards a contract <laughs> as well contract, yeah. yeah i think also the share of of carries and not knowing i mean rojo's status obviously being a little muddled and i think there's something to say with both these guys when you know either you're going to be the number one guy and you're going to get majority of the touches versus you don't know the workload. So I think they had it split 17, 13 and it was Fournette, And obviously Rojo was still a little bit banged up uh, with his quad, but I think we'll see how it goes. But I think we all agree that having that second running back and keeping legs fresh. I mean, Fournette with the Jags was well over, I want to say near 300, you know, touches in a season. And right now I think he's like at 150 or one. 60. So, I mean, he's still, he should have a lot of tread left on the tires, which is a great thing for the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing is he came from a system where he was the guy and he didn't necessarily have to prove himself week in and week out to stay the guy because who else was going to be that guy. And now it's kind of, he was playing second fiddle and now he realizes he's got to either resign with the Bucks or he's going to have to go somewhere and he's going to have to make more money than what he's making there now. But we'll see. I don't know. I, Wish the best for him. He's just not my favorite, but alas. He's not the, he's not the number one Facebook friend on Kaylee's Facebook. <laughs> he's not. If I had MySpace, like, he wouldn't be in the top eight. I'll say that. <laughs> that's, just, that's just where we're at right now. Our relationship might get better. Who knows? But It's, it's complicated right now. Yes, there you it, go. Yeah, it's complicated. yeah, but you mentioned, Chip, the change in momentum, which really kind of came with that Sean Murphy bunching interception, obviously on that pass to Michael Thomas. Um, you know, there were some things here and there that the defense did really well, but you know, that was one of those times where it just felt like a break for the Bucks, even though they had really held the Saints on points. But you have the blitz coming in from Devin White, whose presence was very much felt in this game to that interception. You know, let's talk about that change of momentum, but also the defense as a whole, given the fact that they were on the field so much during the first quarter and the first half 
what impressed you the most about the defense and whose performance impressed you the most about the defense? Because I feel like there could be a multitude of answers here. I mean, you hit the number one on the head. I think, you know, White was just unbelievable. I think he had a 11 tackles. He had a fumble recovery. He had an interception. He had some pressures. So um, he really did show his age, just his tenacity and be his ability to get at the football and, and have his nose wherever the football is. And he makes plays. I mean, he moves sideline to sideline. And, I mean, he was just in on, on every every single play. And, I mean – well, I'm not going to take anybody else's thunder. I'll say I'll say the obvious one, but uh, I'm sure you guys have some corners or some uh, some other folks in mind as well. I was going to say Antoine Woodfield Jr. Man, the way that kid just—I mean, now I—I I think he's part of the All Rookie Team this year. Uh, yep. Just announced today. Yeah, I like that kid. You know, go back to this great steal in the draft. I think for the Buccaneers and the, the way he played against the Saints, just showing out like that, and having that strip away from Jared Cook was, you know, also a game changer as well. And Devin White scooped that one up as well. So yep. it's the way that the rookies stepped up in this game was really impressive. I mean, you know, you could see, you could say what you want about them and I can say what I want about them, you know, during the regular season, how, how poorly they've played, you know, in that up or down roller coaster ride, we've seen the, the secondary all year, but you know, these are the games that matter the most and the secondary really stepped up. Now, that stupid little trick play that they did with Jameis Winston, on the other hand, that's a different story. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but I wanted to address the I wanted to address the elephant in the room. But that was so you know, stupid that play. I got so I mad. I know. God, I almost I almost broke my TV. I almost threw the glass <laughs> I had in my hand at the TV when that happened because I was like, oh God, if they lose, we'll never we'll that's never hear the, the end of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that but yeah, I, rough. I <laughs> yeah, the rookies, just the rookies in the in the secondary really stepped it up and that was really impressed me. So going against the Packers, you know, going against, you know, Devontae Adams and 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 Alan Lazard and all those guys, that's gonna be another test for them. And hopefully they can they can take the momentum that they have from this game going into the Packers. Yeah, I'm with you too on Antoine Winfield. I mean, I think the fact that he's a rookie just makes you appreciate him that much more, right? I mean, if not that if he was like in his third or fourth year, we wouldn't be thrilled to watch him do what he's doing right now and what he's done this right. season. Um, but just phenomenal. He just got such an instinctual like nose for the ball, you know. I mean, and he just does all the little things that again you expect vets to do after being in the league for a few years. And this is a cat who came right out and has literally been doing it since week one. Like he's been in that zone enforcing turnovers and being there for big plays since week one. Um, you know, and then I think it's just to kind of give it another feel, obviously you mentioned there, there's another player that's easy to pull out and that's Carlton Davis. I mean, he's a guy who we can talk about throughout the year being a top five corner when he's fully healthy, he eliminates the entire side of the field, whatever side he's covering on. And I mean, if you, if you have guys like Sean Murphy Bunty coming up with interceptions and the safeties yep. playing well, I mean, it just makes that secondary so much more dominant because you already know you can count on Carlton Davis and you know, his, his task doesn't get any easier. I mean, I think we're all probably going to be in agreement. It gets harder with Rogers and Devontae this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we're not going to glaze over that play as quickly as Evan did. No. So I'm going to bring it back up. Because that was undoubtedly, regardless of what side you're on, the oh. play of the game, just given the situation, given... No, that was not the play of the game. Shut your mouth. That was not the play of the okay. game. Okay, you're biased. It was the play <laughs> of the game. Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, Jameis Winston to Traquan Smith for the touchdown. I don't necessarily want to talk about the play. Obviously, you know, the Saints 
loss to the Bucs, Jameis Winston, in all that he did, won against the Bucs. But uh, let's talk about this. We're going to go off of the Bucs a little bit because I do. We talked about this last week, Winston's role in the future of that offense there. And seeing him kind of, you know, go to Drew Brees, seeing their connection on the sideline, does that change your mind at all about it's your team now? It's your team now. Yeah. It was that was kind of the you could read the mouth. Yeah, they brought it last week. We talked about Drew Brees not retiring, but that entire thing at the end of the game, I think he's done. I think that was the look of looking back into the Superdome last time, being in that venue and playing in that stadium. But their connection on the sideline changed my mind a lot about where this franchise is going and his role in it. So, open to thoughts here. It's good news for the Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) good news to the rest of the nfc south definitely i i yeah i mean that embrace that brady and him did at the end of the game was was touching afterwards after the game i was was i was surprised see like i no masks on by the way no masks on we and and, but listen though brady's gotten a lot of crap this year for not shaking dudes hands right i think he deserves and I think some of that's deserved. Like, I get that. But I think if we're going to give him a hard time about not shaking the hands of dudes like Nick Foles, we got to give him credit when he goes back onto the field, you know, on the road to spend some time with Drew and his family. So, you know, I think with Brady, it's just a matter of, like, who he does and doesn't respect on the same level as him. And I, I, I get it. Like I said, I mean, I think that he Angie's list is now Angie. And caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. criticism when he doesn't shake hands, but he also deserves love for that kind of uh, embrace. I think when it comes to to Jameis and the Saints, like the Saints are in cap hell right now. I mean, they're yeah. They, you know, what are they going to do next year when they got to pay guys? So I think that's yeah. the biggest thing, biggest yeah, concern throw, throw that they 30 have. Interceptions like, is what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got a guy that you got on the cheap, and if if he's going to be your starter, then you've got to pay him like a starter. I mean, you've got Taysom Hill there. He was out with a knee injury, and you've paid. I think two years. What he got sixteen mil, I think, for two yeah, years. Somewhere. So like that. that ballpark. So you know you have obviously now a, I, I you can almost say a quarterback controversy because are you going to go with Jameis just because he had one little shining play at, in, in the middle of the game or are you going to go with Taysom Hill who you've seen more of and run that offense? So it's it's, it's going to be an interesting thing with the Saints. Going. I mean, I don't, is, obviously, is, I don't. Is care, the market going to be better? Is the market going to be better for Jameis this upcoming offseason though than it was this last one? Like. I, I, again, he came in in pockets and he, he made that play, but it's not like right. he got in enough to really change any GM's mind to think, oh, we're going to give this guy a shot. And if you're Jameis and you went to New Orleans for so cheap, allegedly that was why you went there because you wanted a chance to win that starting job, you'd be crazy not to come back for the next year, even if it was at the same price. I mean, if the Texans make a move and trade Deshaun Watson, you could also get uh, Winston on a cheap too and he can go to Houston or whatever. That, that- you know, that team's a dumpster fire anyways. But if I was Winston, I would stay there because obviously if, if Drew Brees is, is pointing to you and saying it's your team now, then well, I, I better stay if Drew Brees is, is giving me the team. I mean, that's the whole reason but, he went there was for that yeah. opportunity to leave before he was able to take that chance. It just that would be shocking to me. 
Um, and I get where you're coming from with the Houston idea. I just, I think when it's all said and done, there's not going to be a better yeah. opportunity that presents itself. I mean, if you could throw, you better throw a touchdown with nobody covering your wide receiver. <laughs> you better throw a touchdown. If you don't, well, you're in trouble. They tried that play against the Bears, you know, yeah, very similar play, and that wasn't successful. So I think, and I think it's less about, I know there was a comment saying resorting to that play means you're in trouble. I don't think that that's what it was at all. I think they had plenty of offensive weapons to scheme something up that wasn't that. I think it's a lot of letting Jameis get his moment in a game that is personal to him and then really passing that baton because like they've said, they're the future is in the building and we can speculate all day, but I think that was a really good indication of what that means. But what do you guys think he had for dinner? Crab oh, legs. crab legs. Crab legs. Definitely. With, with an L, right? L's, crab L's legs and, and the L. L's and crab sure. legs. Definitely. Oh yeah. Easy. Peasy. <laughs> all right. You mentioned, obviously Tom Brady did not have, you know, win the game, whatever. Tom Brady didn't have a spectacular day. The offense didn't have a spectacular day. The defense really put them in positions to win. Tom Brady finishing with 18 for 33, 199 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and they're about to face the team that has the most, it's the highest scoring offense in the NFL, the best record on paper in the NFL. So they're coming into a game where, as we know, the more points you put on the board, uh, the better for you. You get the most points you win the game. So how can their offense, based on what you saw against the Saints, what do they need to improve heading into this game against Green Bay to keep pace on offense? Chip, your mic is muted. We can't hear you, buddy. Yeah, you're just talking, but it's yeah, like you're just no talking, bro. There you go. We I'll want take playoff it. chip, not not the regular <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I would I would say we still can't hear you, buddy. I, I would say this, you know. Do what you did against the Saints. You know, Mike Evans was, you know, he had the one touchdown, but he was, you know, pretty quiet other than that. Spread the ball around. Scotty Miller did his part. Um, Cameron Brayton. Tyler Johnson did his part. Like, spread the ball around. That's what, that's what you need to do and stick to the running game, you know, like they did against the Saints. I mean, these are the two, I mean, the two top scoring, you know, offenses in, in the league right now. So that's, I mean, it's going to be a, a pretty much a, a shootout between these two teams, I think. I mean, with, with those two guys, and with the weapons they, they have, it's definitely going to be an interesting sight to see. But for them to beat the Packers, I would say misdirection all the way. You're, I, they've got so many weapons to choose from. Brady could just, I'm going to pick this guy now. Brady's going to be my favorite guy for this set. Uh, then I got Tyler Johnson. I got Scotty. I got Scooter in, waiting in the wings. Or if Antonio Brown's healthy by the game, I've got Antonio Brown I could throw to. Or Mike Evans. Or Chris Godwin. Like He's got so many Weapons to choose from. It's, well, it's almost like Chris lately. I don't, I don't know. You know I the drops. He's, well, you know, he was nervous, be, though. He's a little bit nervous. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row. I mean, look, I love Chris. <laughs> I think he'll be all right. Um, but, but I don't even think it's about the offense. I think it's easy to kind of look at that, especially with Rodgers on the other side with Adams and Jones, uh, two yeah. very good weapons. I think the, the, the recipe for the Bucks is simple. You win in the trenches and you win the turnover battle. And you're not going to lose many games if you do that. And that's what they did against, you know, uh, Washington. They did it especially well against the Saints. So if the offensive line stays strong and and I think, look, we haven't even touched Vita Vea coming back. I mean, yeah. Barrett yep. and v is going to have a better game, I think, with Vita back in the middle. We don't know how much we'll see him. Um, but I, I just think – I think the Bucs, the trenches are set up really, rice, really nice right now. And I think beyond that, you know, again, if you're winning the turnover batter, battle, you're going to be you're going to be in a lot of ball games and win them. Are the Dude. elements are the elements going to be a factor? Because there's no. only one really guy that's been on that team that's faced in the the snow, and that's nah. Tom Brady. And the rest of the team, you know, it's going to be 20 degrees in, in 
Green Unless Bay. it's like to, like crazy snow, I just don't buy five it. Inches. <laughs> if, five inches. Five eight. inches, maybe. 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 That's, that's the projection. But I also think you look at these guys, like just because you play for Green Bay doesn't mean you've been in Green Bay that long. Doesn't mean you grew up anywhere in the north. Like a lot of these guys are probably from places where they don't see a lot of snow. So I think like when it comes to snow games, sure, maybe, I don't know, maybe if you're like a hometown guy or like some guy that's from that region, I don't know that it necessarily impacts the Bucks more than the Packers. I just think the run, I mean, anything in weather games, and we've all seen it in any, you know, any other football game is that you establish the run. Mm-hmm. Well, the Buccaneers, as long as they have, as Rojo continues to get better and Fournette will continue to, to be balanced, this line can, they can run. And they're built to run, I think. So let those two guys freaking out of the backfield. Let the hog mollies up front do the rest, dude, and punch them in the face. Get the ball running. Then. I mean, this is definitely a big game. And speaking of big games, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate mm. the playoffs and the big game. Uh, visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. Ryan Jensen eats a lot of steaks. Boom. So does Marpet. That's why they threw Anzalone <laughs> all over the place. They were full <laughs> Kansas City Steaks, baby. <laughs> let's let's talk about Vita Vea because obviously that's – so right now he's been designated to return off of injured reserve. They've got like 21 days to add him to the active roster. So he'll be practicing. He'll be getting warmed up, getting back into things. But obviously no for sure call on whether we're going to see him this weekend or if it might be more leaning toward a Super Bowl should they get past this weekend. What are your predictions on will we see him? And if we do see him this weekend, what kind of impact is that going to have on the defense given what we saw against the Saints where they're pretty much set up in a, in a good spot at this point. He has his own zip code. He's as big <laughs> as Pangea. And what he will do is he will clog the running lanes to let guys like Barrett, let guys like Levante David, let those guys get out and make tackles, you know, let it get pressure. So we need him to clog up that middle, take up the running lanes. That's what we need. 100%. No, I just I I echo that, man. I'm with you. I think that's exactly how I'd kind of paraphrase it as well. Um, and you talk about a guy who demands, you know, two. He can take up two players, right? Like not many cats in the league can take up two guys <laughs> in, in any capacity. So I think that's such a huge deal. And I, you know, look, JPP's been getting his. He's been being, uh, you know, splash plays. He had a lot of sacks here. And Barrett still gotten a lot of pressures. I think he, we're underselling how good of a year he's had just in general throughout Tampa Bay. But with that being said, we expect some more of the QB hits, the QB sacks. And I think we get that with Vita Vea back. I think Barrett is probably the guy who, who uh, benefits the most. A guy like Devin White, too, that can hide behind Vita Vea, right? He already had a huge game, but he has an even easier time getting in that backfield when he's coming up. He's sliding behind his big dude, Vita Vea. It's just easier for him to even get in the backfield that way. If I was Aaron Rodgers... I would discount double check myself before the game because I would be <laughs> very scared of, of those ginormous animals coming at me. Um, and wasn't wasn't Vea out for the Green Bay game or the season? He wasn't he out? Yes. So uh, now you have him back, and Rodgers didn't see him the first time they played the Bucks, which is even scarier now. 
And yeah, I, if I was Rogers, I'd be like, shit, I, I need to, I need to do something here. I need to bring my ex protective cup or something because he's, he's going to be running a lot. He's going to be running a lot this game. So be, be careful. Be careful. That's fair. That's, that's fair. Um, another guy that we don't know <clears throat> who we're, if we're going to see him this weekend is Antonio Brown. Obviously not a huge factor in the Saints game, had three targets, caught one of them, ended up with 10 yards, but also suffered a little bit of a tweak in the knee. MRI looks good to go, but that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean we'll see him. He's day to day. And I want to know how vital you think he is to an offense at this point. And like I said, you know, going up against a very high powered offense um, that can put points on the board, you do want every available weapon, but are the Bucks really, you know, what's what's the difference in their situation offensively, whether he plays or doesn't play? I think Scooter. I think you give me more Scotty Miller time, dude. Give me Skit, 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 Scooter out there if he can't do it. Listen, the Buccaneers, they're getting too far down the road now. Tom Brady is here. All the offense, we're kumbaya, we're moving forward. If Brown's hurt, if, it's re- if there's five inches of snow, it's cold, he tweaks his knee, yeah, it's going to bother him. It's going to hurt him. So, Dude, give me Scooter out there in the slot, dude. That's fine. He knows the routes, and he'll run, and Brady will find him. So I think I was hoping. I thought Brown would be a bigger impact, but obviously he got hurt. So he was, uh, you know, he didn't, he wasn't effective. So um, he's been worked into the game plan a little bit more. But uh, you know, I think that's that's an interchangeable piece. I think, and the the Bucks are lucky to have that. You know, another thing too is like obviously AB it never help or never helps your team if he doesn't play, right? Like he's good enough that right. obviously they're going to miss him in some capacity. But I think we've seen guys like Gronk and the tight ends, like not that they haven't made some catches, but they've been so heavily helping on the blocking side of things. Like I wonder if this is a game where they can get out and and, and catch some passes more than they did the last two weeks. Because although, look, I'm not going to act like Green Bay is some pushover on the defensive line, but I I don't think they have as good of a D-line as either Washington or the Saints. So, and you like yeah. what you saw out of Stinney, and, and we mentioned Jensen and Marpet. And Donovan Smith's the unsung hero. I mean, he's been playing his best ball the last couple of weeks, really since the bye week. Even those last four regular season games, I thought Donovan was playing at an elite level. So, like, if the O-line is being steady, you can send a guy like Gronk out there and find those mismatches, and we know what Brake can do as well. So, I think, you know, potentially, it's, again, especially if AB's out, and, and obviously Scooter will get some more routes if that's the case, and maybe you work Tyler Johnson in more. But I think it'll be interesting to see if this game compared to the last two, we get some more tight end catches. I think with with even if he plays a little bit or a lot, it's it's glad that you have him there as the depth part because I mean that's you know mainly the reason why you brought him in is because of situations like when Mike Evans was injured and you know Chris Godwin was was injured as well. So that's it's good to have him there. Now obviously MRI came back negative, which is a good thing because now you have him available on the bench or off the bench and. You know, Brady likes throwing to him anyway, so having him there on the field is going to be a plus, no matter who he throws to. It's just another another cog in the Swiss Army knife that you know Tom Brady has on that offense, which I think is I think it's great. And then I Zach, I I want to see more of the tight ends too. I you know having Brady out there the, for the Saints game, he made a couple of great catches. Uh, Gronk, you know, obviously Gronk, you know, had a had a few few opportunities that he had to make some big plays, but he was, he was covered. close. I know he was just yeah. covered. So, you know, if Brady could have threaded the needle just a little bit better, I mean, he could have had that touchdown right there, but you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how much they're going to put him in there, especially with the cold weather. You don't want a wide receiver out there in the cold weather, tweak his, his knee even more uh, and, and not have him possibly for the Super Bowl when you need him the most. We'll see. I think, aren't they tied with Montana 
and Rice for most playoff touchdown yeah. catches Gronk and uh, Brady are. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he's definitely – Right yeah, we're gonna, see, dude, we're gonna see, dude. We're gonna see that tag, dude. It's coming. I think it'll be this week. All right, before we before we wrap things up, let's talk about what matchups are you looking forward to seeing? Your top matchups, and then score predictions heading into this weekend. Man, uh, for reference, let's take this one, Chip. You go first. Well, for reference, I was just going to pass along what the current spreads are. So the Bucks are getting three, and the over-under is 51. 51 and a half. Okay, or 51 and a half, okay. So, I mean, you know, weather, you know, not five inches of snow. I mean, it's definitely going to be cold uh, and a blustery uh, day at Lambeau. I mean, I still think the Buccaneers could score 24 points, maybe 20 24 21 I think I'd probably go under just due to the fact that right now it's looking like they will have snow we don't know you know how much snow or what they're really or I haven't really looked I don't know Kaylee you said is it really predicted to be five inches or under that it could be up to five inches up to five inches so so I mean that's a lot so that's I mean I would go under that and I'd probably say I think this will be a field goal game I mean I I definitely think that so 24 21 uh, would be mine bucks Chip, you're a son of a bitch. I was going to say that. I'm sorry. 24 21. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll one up you. I'll go 27 24. There you go. 27. Okay. There you go. Um, so you're I, right I, at it. Just about. I'm, in, I'm interested in seeing who's going to be on Devontae Adams. That's that's who I'm ultimately scared of is, is who is going to be on him. So if they're going to double him up all day and have a safety shadow, like it's. Because you know, as good as our rookie corners have looked and our safeties have looked the you know past couple of games, it, you know it's Devontae Adams who's scored what eighteen touchdowns this year. So that's that's the matchup I want to see is who's going to be on him. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, for me, I, I think I'm actually feeling a lot more confident right now in the Bucks defense than the offense. So I mean, obviously Jair yeah. Alexander, the number one rated corner right now by Pro Football Focus, him going up against Mike. Like we talk about all these other weapons and guys that can kind of find space and still, you know, get some good big catches and scores, even with Mike being covered. But Mike's a top receiver too, right? So, like, I'm excited to see if he can kind of get some of his, even though he's going up against Jair Alexander. And plus, you know, that's going to give him added motivation. You're going to want to prove, like, hey, I can – I'm not worried about who's on me. I can still get mine. So, I'm so excited to see Mike continue to kind of have his first playoff run. We're all excited to see him do that. Um, and then, you know, again, in the trenches on defense, specifically with Shaq Barrett and Vita Vea, how he's used, um, and Dom Kinsu, like those three guys, I think more so than anything, I'm just excited to see if they can get in the backfield and if they can not only get hands on Brady, but pull him down. Because it's one thing to get past that O-line and get to Rodgers, but he's, you know, playing at an MVP level. Like if you're not bringing him down, it might not matter if you're in the backfield. So I'm going to be keeping an extra eye on that. And then again, Aaron Stinney, who played great against the Saints, but I mean, it's it, he's a, he's got a tall task in front of him. I mean, it's it's hard to do that for a guy that plays week to week to have that consistency uh, the line at that position. And, and this is a dude that again had a good game, but can he replicate that? So those are kind of the things I'll be watching. I think earlier, I think yesterday, I picked thirty to twenty eight bucks. Um, I'm gonna stick with that. That's, I think it's right around the over <laughs> under. Um, you know, I, I like what the Bucks are doing now, though, and and it's crazy sitting here in, in January and I just I feel better about their defense and it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going Bucks though. Kaylee, what's your prediction? Because you do a prediction then you don't tell us who. Um 
I'm going to say, yeah, I don't have a hook, but we're also doing a Thursday show, so I'm going to reserve my right to uh, Thursday. Wait till, wait till Thursday. I like okay. it. I'm going to learn more about yeah. Vita Vea. We'll have some yep. news. There you go. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be locked into anything, but I'm going to let you guys do it. So, um, okay. back, before we get you out of here, plug all your stuff. Where can people find you? And uh, yeah, what you're up to. I appreciate that. And I had a good time joining y'all for sure. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of places you can find me. The easiest which way is like on any of the social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, at Zach on the mic, just like it says in the mini box here. Um, also on WBAE from 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, you can catch me with Ronnie and T-Crass. I got my new weekend show on Saturdays from 10 to noon, Lobner and Wise. So you can catch that on WBAE and the iHeartRadio app as well. And uh, L. Bushman, I appreciate you at the beginning. I'm also doing a new venture, which is more beer, a little sports, mostly beer. And it's uh, <laughs> at the Craft Beer Playbook um, on both Instagram and Facebook, and then at Beer Playbook on Twitter. Uh, we're actually doing a giveaway right now uh, that'll be taking place after the postseason's done, after the Super Bowl. And all you got to do to enter is go find the giveaway post and, and just make sure you're following the Craft Beer Playbook, tag some friends, and uh, we're going to give away a Tom Brady Collector's Football Total Wine gift card and uh, a swag bag of local brewery goodies. So we got a lot going on. Y'all know the drill. You can pretty much find me anywhere in Tampa Bay at any point, some way, shape, or form. I got to be, uh, before we get you out of here, yes, if sir. the Bucks, if the Bucks win and they're coming home to play a Super Bowl in Tampa, the first time ever, <laughs> how much mania is that going to be in the, in Tampa? Like on Dale Mabry, where you've got all the strip clubs and all the man, all the maniacs on there. Like how much, like how you, I mean, even like, especially if like the bills pull something off and the, you got bills mafia, like yeah. if that happens. The bills mafia comes down. Like, you're going to have to send the National Guard in. You're going to have to send in. <laughs> well, they're not like, far. That's the good thing. Well, that's true. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, that's the record that's, show that Evan's the one that brought up the strip clubs in this. I did. Uh, any <laughs> of us. Let's very just true. make sure that that's clear. Um, <laughs> yo, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb right now, bro. If it's Bills, Bucks, in the Super Bowl, I will gladly put you through a table, Evan. I got you, dog. That's cool with me. I will do it, man. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay, but my I'm I'm 37. My body still has a little bit left in the tank. I I think I can pull that. <laughs> just uh, just you know, I, I have good I have good health insurance. My wife works at the hospital, so I think I'm okay if I get injured. So that'll be. I'll cool. buy the booze, man. I'll make it. I'll make what, it worth your while. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. <laughs> well, well, hey, well, you know what? We can do a couple of Antonio Brown shots before I do that. So. No. Oh God. <laughs> no, I don't even want to think about you doing it. Like, no. What's an Antonio Brown shot? It's Jägermeister with Goldschlager on top. Good luck with that, Zach. As a floater. <laughs> if Kaylee yeah. does one, I'll do one. So that way I put I would right actually, there. I'm, oh. I'd rather jump off the Skyway, to be quite frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Oh, that's a no. uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Antonio Brown shots all day. No, thanks. Okay, fine, fine. You don't have to do one. Jeez. Jeez all right. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. No, I Thanks for coming on, Zach. Again. We'll Zach, take it Go easy, Bucks. boss man. Cheers. Go Bucks. Wow. Well, Bill Mafia, honestly, I would. I was. First of all, if Tampa Bay, Buffalo happened, it would be the world's biggest super spreader event. But also, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, oh, you'd yeah. have to, like, triple mask up. Like, I would be so masked up, you wouldn't even be able to hear me talk. But. Yeah. I would give almost anything to spend some more time with Bills Mafia because that has been one of the highlights of my football fandom is just like getting to tailgate with Bills Mafia. 
about it's, time. Al- it's almost like with this, who, you know, this is all hypothetical. Like if the Bucks win, yeah. you know, that's awesome hometown team playing the hometown Super Bowl. But they, even if you have Bills or Chiefs, I think those two, that's, a, you know, this year we got the teams, the four best teams in the league in, in the NFC and the AFC championship. So whoever goes, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's going to be the Bucks. If it's against the Bills, awesome matchup. If it's against the Chiefs, awesome matchup too because i mean you have the four best teams playing right now and whoever goes bucks but i that's but i'd rather see the bills man i want the bills to come in and come into tampa and, and play hopefully the bucks but yeah. you know what if you gotta if you want to be the best you gotta beat the best so you gotta you know i've been to- cheering for the bills for a long time this year pretty much all year because of josh allen and i have been up to a bills game before in orchard park and i loved hanging out there and going to a game and watching, you know, Bill's Mafia. And, yeah, if they – which, hey, and we all know Mahomes still has to clear concussion protocol. That's true. And that's going to be a big – now, I riddle me this. <laughs> now, if Mahomes does not clear protocol and Henny is your starter, the odds go from – I mean, they swing. It's almost 70 – I think it's 65-35, 65 that they win against the Bills, or maybe 61, uh, and then it swings all the way to, you know, 34, 33% with Chad Henney. So, question, what do you think the ratings are for a game that you start for the AFC Championship, and instead of starting Patrick Mahomes, you start Chad Henney? Do you think it matters? I think, I think everybody want to tune in for a dumpster fire, and as someone who has watched Chad Henney play quite a bit of football – um, that is exactly what you will be getting. <laughs> so. I'm sure. Uh, is it NBC that's going to be on, or is it still Fox for the uh, championship games? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Which one well, whatever network that they're going to have. On yeah. I think it's Fox. Fox. Yeah. I think. I, I'm sure Fox or, or maybe CBS are, are both like. We need to make sure Patrick Mahomes has the best care possible because we want these ratings. You know, we want them to go through the roof. So, you know, nobody really wants a Chad Henney. You know, Bills going no. against the Bills. I mean, we all do no. because we would like to see the Chiefs lose. But um, you know, yeah, I, I chip the ratings would be totally in the pooper if he. If I he think win. Andy Reid gets my holy crap a meter play call with Chad Henney after throwing an interception that was nowhere near any wide receiver, and then the next play down, next series, he calls that play. And I, Evan, we talked about this. I wanted to know if it was a check with me or an audible at the line. And he actually gave the keys to Henny and said, this is the play, dude. You yeah. do it. Henny went on, I think it was the Dan Patrick show, and said that was the play we drew up. That was the play we practiced all on Saturday just in case. Bull. Yeah. I call shenanigans on that. That is an audible <laughs> all day. You saw the line. You knew what was coming, and you 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 called audible. There was no way you drove that play like, hey, we're going to swing. We're going to do that. We're going to swing past it to Tyreek Hill. That's the play we're doing right now. Hell no. That was an audible. We've seen Andy Reid call plays. Like, That's we've right. seen right. the genius that lives in his head. So it's pretty, like, transparent, I think. It's hard to come back and say, like, oh, that's we practiced that. No way. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. Yeah, I, okay. yeah. Ability to play football for Chad Honey, very small, but ability <laughs> to run back that PR training, big. 
I tell you what, that that interception he threw, that was drawn up. That was a drawn up play. We wanted you to throw a pass <laughs> just like that. 15 yards over yeah. your receiver's head to the back of the end zone. Like yeah. Chad, we just want you to chuck it in the in the end zone and see what happens, and hopefully it'll be an, an interception. That's that's the play they drew up, not the play that won in the game. No, 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 no. no. Well, that, all I know is that Evan. I think Evan shot a text, and I said all they have to do is beat Chad Henney. And then they went on a drive, and Evan was like, "I mean," and then the next play was Chad Henney throwing that it, interception. <laughs> yeah, it it um. Yeah, it gave me PTSD, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Hopefully, it's a Mahomes-led uh, Chiefs team. We'll see, though. Yeah, and I also think, like, when you think about inter—not that the Bills, obviously, the Bills are a really great team. I love the Bills; been rooting for them. But you think about what happens should Patrick Mahomes not play in this game and the Chiefs lose? How, what does that do to question the integrity of like a potential Bucks Super Bowl win, right? Like, what what questions come up later down the line about the results, about like all of that? I, I mean, I, I don't think any. No, I, mean, I don't think. I don't think yeah, any. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put an asterisk by it, but that's just me. Nah, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, you got to look at it from the Saints. I mean, if you really look at it from top level, now that game's over with. Harris, their kick returner, who burned us the first two times after ended up injured, so he never came back. Michael Thomas was playing hurt. He's having multiple surgeries on both his ankles. Drew Brees was not 100% at all. Didn't throw the football more than 15 or 20 yards, I don't think, the entire night. So, I mean, yeah, if you really look at that game for what it was, it was just really – I mean, the Saints were kind of running on on backup power, which – you know, in the NFL, you're more prone to to deal with that because you're paid, you're professionals. You have to have, you know, backups that can play and that are ready. So I would um, I would say this. I wouldn't put an asterisk because if you're Kansas City, have a better backup quarterback. Get a there's so many you know guys yeah. out there right now. You could get a better backup than Chad Henney. So I would you gotta prepare for you gotta prepare for something like that. And then, you gotta have James Winston. Yeah, you gotta have James Winston there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jameis Winston could win that game for you. Just oh, nice. All right. Any final thoughts before we get the heck out? I'm excited for this weekend. So we do have a, a bonus show on Thursday. Oh. We're trying to lock down some Packers podcasters to come on to, to do another matchup show. We'll be professional as possible. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, but I'm excited, man. It's football weekend long. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Let's, let's I think, yeah, Thursday's show, we'll we'll see what takes place. But uh, injury reports, obviously, and, and getting players hopefully healed up quick will be good. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what changes happen on both rosters, obviously, before the game on uh, Sunday. And uh, Thursday for our bonus show, we might have a special announcement coming. We might. Bonus show. Bonus show. Thursday. Possible special announcement coming to the pipe. So Potential. Stay, stay tuned. It's exciting. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you guys for tuning in in the comments. As always, make sure to tune in at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Follow us on Twitter at PlayTheBayTB, Facebook at PlayTheBay2020, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe. Leave us a really nice five-star review. And uh, we'll catch you guys on Thursday. Woo! The flippity-flop. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network.
If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.